clearly marks the radio dial setting at MotorCityGaming.com. Do not use your phone. It must be reserved for vital emergency messages so that you can receive official news and civil defense instructions on the Conrad frequency used in your area. Your life may depend on this. The last line of defense in major gaming news. Gamezilla Alpha. Prepare to take shelter and obey instructions instantly. This is the underground resistance. Join the Alpha Force. This is the plan to help you and others who need you. A plan to live, to work, and fight as did your forefathers. Now, let's check the plan together step by step. Gamezilla Alpha. Home. <laughs> I have no idea. Media. I never know what he's doing, you <laughs> folks. I swear to God, I never know what he's going to do. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, we're done. We're done. We're done for real now. <laughs> uh, I'm not done. Wow. Throughout the rest of the show. Clearly. Okay. Well, welcome to GameZilla Alpha. Episode 41 is what I'm being told. That is where you put a four mm-hmm. in front of a one. Mm. Okay. All right. Not to be confused with a seven in front of a six. Correct. That's they also look 41. very similar. Anyway, somehow, this episode is uh, brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Visit patreon.com slash GameZilla Media today. Sign up, become a patron, get great perks like early access to GameZilla Alpha. That's all you need. Just go sign up. Do it right now. Oh, special delivery music. You get nope. ex- yep. <sighs> Okay, ready? Go! You get early access to everything GameZilla Media has to offer. You get Game of the Month entry drawing certificates. We don't actually have certificates, so we just... But you get a free you Game of the Month, yeah, maybe, yeah, if maybe. you're a winner. Yeah. You get tenured rewards. You also get a thank you letter. That I signed myself with blood and semen. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Um, what's the sad button here? There it is. <laughs> I don't normally use the soundboard this much, so I'm uh, getting yeah. a kick out of it. Yep, but that's um, everything you get. Yeah, and we got new stuff on the way. Yeah, no Legend- self, not Legend- real semen was used. Legends of Legend of Retro, Noobs and Dragons. All coming to Patreon now. They they all were like, we're tired of you making all the money, Gamezilla. We want to make some of that moolah too because our fans are your fans and they like us too. Yeah, they contacted me and said, hey, can we get on that Patreon game? And I was like, about time. Yeah, please. Jeez. We can keep this going. Are you kidding My me? God. I can't believe it did as well as it did. <laughs> I know. <laughs> thank you. Just kidding. Jeez, old beats. All right. Well, thanks to our supporters for real this time. People um, keep asking me. I'm like, man, bug them. Yeah, right. Bug them. That's what happened. That's Eventually, that's finally what happened, and I think it's one reason why we are where we are. So uh, Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Also, I would like to formally apologize to Chops. I didn't realize giving out your home address would actually prompt people to go to your house. I also I, um, realized that every time I hit the uh, the button for a coin, like, yeah, let's get that moolah, it also puts a chapter marker <laughs> in our recording. So that's great. 
This is chapter seven. <laughs> yeah, and we're four minutes in, so that's good. <clears throat> it's going to be a long show, a lot of chapters. Yep. But it'll make you feel like you have a lot of progress because the chapters are so short. That's true. All right. So when people are like, man, what chapter of Games of Elfia? I'd be like, 44. And they'd be like, Phew. Yeah, All right, Jazzy. Fine. Well, we talked about Patreon. We talked about that. Thanks to them, we're here. But we didn't tell anybody why we're here. So episode 41, what are we talking about today? We are talking about the Xbox Game Pass. No, no. We were talking about the Barbies, the Barbie movie being delayed till 2020, man. Oh. Uh, Live action Barbie movie delayed till 2020. It was supposed to come out this year. Yeah. it's That's the game that is like that VR game. It's not a game. In. It's a movie. Oh, it's the movie. Live action Barbie movie. Wait, there's a VR movie coming Delay- out for Barbie? Anyways, we're talking about Xbox Game Pass. Kicking <laughs> <laughs> my hopes up with a Barbie VR movie like that. I was, I was, uh, I was, I was trying. I was trying there, but we're going to just move on. Jazzy Fiddle. We're just going to move on. All right, so Xbox Game Pass is not n- something new. A lot of people have probably heard about it, and some of you may have given the uh, 14-day free trial a run, like my wife. So what is Xbox Game Pass, and why is it back in the news? Let's start with the core concept of Xbox Game Pass. It is a service that you pay on top of Xbox Live. So you're going to pay your X amount of money for Xbox Live every year, and that's still going to get you games with gold. It's still going to get you online multiplayer functionality. It's still going to get you some of the best gaming servers out there right now, in my opinion. But uh, for an extra $10 a month, you get Xbox Game Pass which right now currently has over 100 video games that you can access. If you have this service, you get to play any of those games as much as you'd like, and you're downloading them to your system. This is not a streaming service, uh, which has been tried in the past and just didn't work well due to you know people's internet and just connect- connection issues. So uh, this is more like the concept of if you have Xbox Live or you have PlayStation Plus, and you download the free games, they're physically downloaded, well, not physically, but they're downloaded to your hardware here, and you know, in your house, and then that way they play just like if you were to buy a digital copy of a game for full price. So, so it's like Netflix for video games if Netflix was better. Yes. Exactly, Perfect. because Netflix is streaming. So that won't confuse so, everybody. Yeah, it won't confuse everybody. We, you know, the joke was last night that that, that this is the Netflix for gamers, and uh, it is. But we just want to make sure people understand we're not. You're not actually streaming though, like you would on Netflix. You're actually downloading the games, and they're they're on your hard drive on your system. Um, so. Why, you know, it's cool. And they they have older games. They have some more relevant games. They have Halo, Gears of War, you know, so they have their exclusives. So, you know, but it was all, like, after the fact, right? Like, everybody's played those games already. Why, you know, unless I want to go back and play that game again, what's the perk? Well, Xbox is uh, stepping up to make a pretty big change, a pretty big shakeup in the gaming industry because they announced just the other day that moving forward, Xbox Game Pass will have every single exclusive game day one of its release. All four of them. Well, 
There's more than that, but yeah. <laughs> so a great example would be, you know, the big talk right now is Sea of Thieves, a exclusive by Rare that's coming up here in March, and the closed beta is going on right now, which uh, Jazzy and I are playing. The game is getting very good uh, response now from from the closed beta, and they came out and made this announcement right, you know, with this in mind, saying Sea of Thieves will be available day one of its launch on Xbox Game Pass. So you don't have to go out and buy Sea of Thieves for sixty dollars. If you are a ten dollar a month member of the Xbox Game Pass, Sea of Thieves will be there for you day one. Man, what a deal! New Halo will be there day one. Gears of War will be there day one. Forza will be there day one. Cuphead 2 will be there day one. Ori and the the Will of the Wisps will be there day one. All of these types of games that are exclusive to Xbox will be hitting Xbox Game Pass day one. That is huge. This has never yeah. this has never been done before. It's almost sitting there saying like, hey, um the new the new Avengers movie comes out tomorrow. And it's like, when it hits the theater, you also could just hop on Netflix and watch it at home. Like, that's basically what this right. is. You don't have to go to the theater to watch it. And I know that they're actually talking about some services in the near future for movies to do that because some people just don't like to go out. They'd rather watch a movie at home, so they wait three, four months for it to come out right. before they even watch it. So... um, this is a really cool idea. I like it a lot. Um, I think it has, I think it's got the potential to be the best, like, uh, what do you want to call this, rental service that exists? You know, because we've talked about these these uh, monthly services like PlayStation Now. Um, Jump. Uh, Jump. A uh, physical version would be Gamefly, right? Right. Um, so the... Thing they did different here though is that they they took GameStop. Oh, yeah, GameStop. You uh, you backed out on that one real quick. R.I.P. Um, but the the difference here is that they are taking they're leading with their best and they're and they're and right out the gate. You you don't have to wait three months for the game to hit Game Pass and and then you sign on and nobody's playing it anymore because everyone's moved on to the next game. Nope, it's going to be available right at the start, and that's uh that's something that just. When you think about it, you're like, why? Like, how, how does this work? And so we put, we put someone to work on this. We said, you know, we do a lot of research around here. We bust our ass making these podcasts. We need to pull a fan and just make him crunch all the numbers because we don't want to. Yeah. So I said, well, so, who's such a sucker? Right. Who is a true pushover? We need somebody that would, like, buy... 14 different headsets. Yeah. Try them all out. Uh-huh. And then buy the one we told them to buy in the first place. <laughs> right, yeah. And then take them all back and then buy five more. And then keep the one that we still told them to buy in the first place. Yeah, that's right. Um so we uh you know we enlisted the help of good friend, friend of the show, Buttmaster Caleb. Yeah. Let me tell you the struggle that we had with this because it's a story. And, you know, I don't want to go off on a big tangent here, but like it was like pulling teeth. And by pulling teeth to get him to do this, I mean, we messaged him and said, hey, buddy, you want to do this? And he said, yep. Actually, um, if you want the truth, we really had to pull teeth. I mean, this was like, I begged him. I was like, listen, man, if you are my friend, if, if you want to still be friends. And then he was like, 
Um, oh, by the way, I did all this research. Would you like to use it for the show? Because he already did it before I even <laughs> brought it up. He's the one that reached out to me and was like, hey, what's the topic today on Alpha? I was like, I was thinking Game Pass. He's like, perfect. I'm doing all this all this analytical <laughs> data uh, research while I'm working. Mind you, that means he's driving a vehicle. Right. And doing all this analytical work. And then he sends it to me in this super long email. He goes, man, I hope uh, you know that there's enough there for you. I'm like, dude. I'm going to have to break this down. I can't read it all. Yeah. Keep in mind, well, too, he's that driving. He's, yeah, he's a truck driver. So I'm just impressed not only at the amount of information he was able to get to us and how accurate and precise it was, but also, like, the fact that he could probably hold his breath underwater for, like, seven minutes because there's no way he's typing that while he's driving. It's unsafe. He's a very safe person. So he's text-to-speeching all of this. That's true. Or That's speech true. to texting all of this. Yeah. Like, crazy. Yeah. No, text and to you know, speeching. He likes to listen to it. Yeah. And then he says, yeah, that sounds good. Then he speech to text Then he it. speeches to text <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeh. And you know how the speech Because that's to how text he, that's works. how he gets. You know, he gets those headphones and he's he got to right. test everything. He's just he's got to test it every direction yeah. which way possible. And you're all like, right. about. All right. So what? BM, about. So BMC helped us. Okay. Let's give let's move past this. And uh and he broke up some some numbers here. So Everyone's going to sit there and say, well, Xbox, like this is a great deal for the gamer, but man, Xbox is going to be hurting because when you offer your brand new game for $10 a month service, why am I, who's going to go out and buy it for 60 bucks? You're losing out. And so let's, um, this part of this isn't, uh, isn't like a confirmed. Okay. This is, this is kind of the breakdown by BMC as far as his beliefs on it. When you look at a $60 game, he's basically grabbing $34 of that for profit for the publisher and developer um, slash council maker if it's separate because he's giving $15 to retailers. Uh, he's, he's, he's minusing $7 off returns and unsold games versus, you know, send backs and all that stuff. Um, you know, your cost of distribution to get those games out at $4. Uh, and then seven dollar platform royalties, you know. Um, so he's looking at a, a thirty four dollar um, profit for publisher, developer, council maker. Now those are all just assumptions. Those aren't, but those are just rough numbers for us to play around with a little bit in the sense of money being made off of game sales. Okay. Um, so with Xbox Game Pass now supporting all first-party games, it makes Game Pass a huge value uh, and could very well push Sony and Nintendo to do something similar in the future It is if it is, if it is successful. Xbox is in need of improving first-party exclusives, and with Game Pass, it has made a gigantic consumer first choice to prove they are committed to that goal. Xbox has sold roughly... 40 million Xbox Ones with uh, Xbox major exclusive franchises being Halo, Gears, Forza. Uh, that Those are the big ones. And then you got like Ori, Cuphead, you know, on the indie side. Um, Sunset Overdrive, you know, things like that. So, uh, But we're going to focus on the big three. Halo 5 sales are estimated at 5 million copies. Gears 4 estimated at 4 million copies. Forza Horizon, 3, 3 million copies. And Forza 7, 1.5 million copies. Ooh. It's the newest game, too. So Yeah, it's got So time. you're looking, when you add those all up, you're looking at, what, 9, 11, 12, uh, 13 and a half million. 13 and a half million across those games. Remember, 
realizing Halo 5 came out years ago, along with Gears 4 and uh, Horizon 3, so they've had some time. Uh, these exclusives make up for the bulk of Xbox One party sales, um, with others doing mostly under $1 million besides Cuphead. All right, so Halo 5 being Xbox's biggest exclusive with 5 million, sold, 5 million copies sold would be $170 million back for investment in the sales, factoring in the $34 profit per game, okay? So $170 million. If 5% of Xbox One users use Game Pass, which is about 2 million people, at $10 a month, $120 a year, it's $240 million. Mind you, Halo 5 made $170 million based off of the assumptions. So just 5% would net you more than Halo 5 has net, netted you as a game at all. Now you're not, this isn't considering the fact that some people are still going to buy physical copies. You know, so you're not like completely throwing away that the, the, the physical copy sale, but you're also, if you can grab 5% of users to just use Game Pass, they don't have to download Halo. They don't even have to download a game. They could be that typical person that gets a gym membership and then never goes to the gym. Yeah. Right? Like, as long as you get 5% to sign up for Game Pass, you're making $240 million a year. If you up that to 10%, 4 million users out of 40 million, you're talking almost you're talking almost half a billion or half a million dollars, $480 million. Am I correct in assuming as well, maybe I misheard this, but I believe if you're a Game Pass member, there'll be like special sales and deals yeah. on those games to where you can actually purchase them for less than you could off the Microsoft store if you're a Game Pass member. Yep. And then you'll have them once your membership, you know, falters yeah, or it's can't, another layer. Or, yeah, it's another layer of like, uh, you know, if you're an Xbox Gold member, then you can get games on sale. And if you're a Game Pass member, then you can get games on, you know, you could buy games outright type deal. So, yeah, you will have, uh, there's options for additional purchasing, you know, uh, with, within the system. Right. So, yeah, um, 10% would be 14,100,000 games sold. If you could lock in 10%, if you could lock in 4 million people to Game Pass, that would be the equivalent of 14,100,000 copies of, a, of an exclusive sold, which if you remember, we just added up the big the big ones, Gear, Halo 5, Gears 4, Horizon, uh, sorry, Forza Horizon 3, and Forza 7 equaled 13.5. Yeah. So 10% would technically net you more virtual copies of a game if you, you know they're fake copies but but equivalent copies, more copies than you've sold since any of those games have come out. Yeah. Your four biggest yeah. exclusive game titles. So that's uh that's pretty crazy to think. Um Game Pass has over 100 games already to choose from with more added, uh, with more coming. And once you download it, they can't be removed from your library, even if Xbox removes them from the Game Pass, unless you delete it. It's 10 bucks. It's a great value if you play a lot of games and want first party games without paying $60 per game. There are many other, uh, then, then there's really, it's a really, it's a no brainer at that point. So here's some things to think about, you know, with this service is that you're going to, um, 
you're going to have customers that sign up and cancel based on first party games that are coming out. So this is where Xbox has to, and they've, and they've come out and said they're working on it, but they have to show us now is that their first party, their exclusive list has to get better. It ha- you know, if you're going to sit there and use this as a selling perk, you have to come out to E3 and be like, here's 32 games coming out this year, all exclusive to the Xbox. Right. You know, like that's what you need to do. Um, retail will be very upset if this takes over, which could cause some backlash for the publisher and devs uh, and could impact other areas of their business. So you do have to worry about the fact of like, yes, Xbox is going to put all their exclusives on there, but there are non-exclusives on, on yeah, Game there's Pass. Third party. There's third party on there. So if Game Pass starts to affect the industry uh, in a negative way for brick and mortar, does GameStop start to push some, some you know, have some pushback and cause third-party developers maybe to not put their game on Game Pass. So now you're losing out in a different way. You know, that's that's the, the, the whatever, the issue that could arise from this. Hmm. Um, game Pass will not account for all first-party sales, so money to be, uh, money will be made both ways, right? Which is what I talked about, is that you're still going to have physical, physical sales. Mm-hmm. Um, BMC's calculations do not take into account sales under sixty dollars, which would be mini, um, mini games or DLC and add-ons. So you're, you know, you're all, he, these calculations are only sixty-dollar retail games. You're not talking the twenty-dollar cupheads. You're not talking the DLC add-ons. You're not talking the loot box sales. You're not talking mic- microtransactions. Period. None of that is factored in these numbers. Yet these numbers already for a for ten percent stake in your in your platform. You could be outperforming what your you know your first party ex- tier one exclusives are. True. So that's pretty you know pretty exciting when you think of it that way yeah. too. And the Game Pass lets you know all of that too. So if you go on to like their list or their site that shows you, it'll actually let you know that there is a it'll say like free plus. So you'll get the actual game download. But like any of your mobile games, there's a lot of like microtransactions or purchases you can put into these games, and it'll let you know those games. So it's not like you're just getting a whole bunch of free stuff for ten bucks. You're getting the game. Yeah. And then there's still all those in-app purchases that you can make off of that game. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's the new way that a lot of these uh, studios are making their additional money or their continuous revenue, right? Um. So, Game Pass for me, I can't wait. To, like, I can't wait. Like, it's it, I, I'm signing up and I'm going to run with it because why not? It's, that's I guess that's kind of like you look at it. Other than the fact that, like, I personally like to put physical copies on my on my shelf, I, I I almost look at it like, why wouldn't I do this? Like, I'd be crazy not to do this. So, with that being said, isn't Sony and Nintendo crazy for not doing this? So, <laughs> I feel like I, for Nintendo, I feel like Nintendo is just gonna do Nintendo, like. Nintendo's never one to like hop on the bandwagon. Nintendo wants to be that person that came up with a great idea and then spit it out there and be like, oh, oh look at our idea is the best, whatever. They've never really been one to like kind of hop on and be like, hey, that was a good idea. We're going to give that to our fans. At least in my opinion, I don't really think Nintendo's done that a lot in the past. Sony's just kind of like on cruise control or something right now. Like, they're sitting on top of that mountain like, yep, we got the most console sales. We got the most exclusives. We don't need to do anything in addition to or like they're very much like the machine's not broken. Don't fix it. Well, 
guess what, Sony? You still got to oil your car and put gas in it and stuff like that. You can't just not do anything. Like <laughs> Sony definitely has uh, a head start. They're definitely doing well. They definitely feel like they're in cruise control. And I think you're 100% right, Jazzy, where it's like you can't just stay in cruise control the whole time and win the race. Okay? So here's what, I, what we have from our trusty analytical scientist, BMC. Sony he wears has, a lab coat, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. He does, yeah. He has many, uh, Sony has many more and better exclusives, but even Sony exclusives do not sell on the level of a third-party success. Horizon Zero Dawn was the best-selling 2017 uh, exclusive, estimated at 4.5 million copies. Or 6% of PS4 owners. Uncharted 4 sold 8.75 million copies, but was bolstered due to being included in PS4 bundles. So that's why he gave the win on the, uh, as a game only to Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Uh, Sony has sold 76 million PS4s. So we're going to look at the math here again, right? We did 5%, 10% of Xbox. So if Sony was to do something similar... 5%, 3.8 million signed up for the Game Pass style service. It would generate $456 million per year, equal to 13,412,000 exclusives. Holy hell. If that was 10%, only 7.6 million out of the 76 million, you'd be looking at $192 million per year. Or equal to twenty six million eight hundred twenty four thousand exclusives per year. So Sony taking uh, adopting this concept would be making a shit ton because their because their platform is over is doubled in size. You know their their actual reach as far as uh, right. console owners is doubled. So. It makes perfect sense for Sony to also consider this or to revamp PlayStation Now and make it a more, you know, uh, lucrative service that people actually want. Because in my opinion, PlayStation Now is dead in the water. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. I don't even know anybody that uses PlayStation Now anymore, I yeah. think. And then lastly, Nintendo is the anomaly, right? Which is what you said. They do their own thing. They beat to their own, you know, they, they, they dance to their own drum. And so Nintendo is... The exception because they live by their exclusives. They're they're like the the complete opposite. When you think about a Nintendo system, you buy it because you want the Mar because only because of the Mario games and the Zelda games and for me the Metroid games. You know things like that. The third party stuff on a Switch isn't has net well hasn't been relevant uh, until the Nintendo Switch, which has kind of helped turn that around. You know started to turn that around in the sense of indies like, you know, Rocket League and uh, Doom and, and Skyrim, you know, and things like that. Games that you aren't used to seeing on a Nintendo platform. Yeah. So Nintendo has a lot of other things they need to fix before they would even do stuff like this. Like, I don't know, maybe give us a virtual console yeah. or even have online capability. Like, yeah, but <laughs> their exclusives are selling a much higher percentage than PS4 and Xbox, 5 to 8%. Uh, higher from BMC. Nintendo attach rates are insane for their... Uh, um, they dominate first-party games so far on Switch, which makes calculations much more difficult until the Switch has more units in the wild. 
Nintendo also has the best overall exclusives for families and casual gamers with Virtual Console, uh, a soon possibility Game Pass service would be insanely popular. So think about it in the sense of like Nintendo could do it. Like virtual, con- we've, we've been begging and, cr- and for Virtual Console. We want it. We want it. What if they released Virtual Console like Game Pass? What if it's yeah, Virtual taking, Console was a game. Yeah. Pass. What if it's taking so long because they're revamping the entire thing and they go, all right, cool. Here's the entire NES, SNES, N64, GameCube library, ten bucks a month. Yeah. There's not another. And game. They don't have to put all their new game titles on there. I they think don't. The Virtual Console itself, just being able to play all of their old console games for some sort of subscription service, yeah, would sell them tons. Yeah, yeah, because you know the numbers would like in this with the service side of it. If they were to put, you know, when Zelda Breath of the Wild came out, it was also available on the Game Pass, you know, Nintendo Game Pass. It wouldn't work because their their reach right now is still only you know ten to twelve million. So like, you're not getting the same bang for your buck that the eighty million PS PS4 owners you know are. So you don't have that infrastructure yet. You'll have it in in mm-hmm. a couple of years. But I think right now you you're you're Nintendo would be looking at it more in the sense of like here's all of our old games in the catalog where we used to charge you five bucks for each game, uh, you get them all for ten dollars a month. Yeah, I think I would lose my mind over that. I think the the Xbox Game Pass actually still has a leg up in the fact that you can download all of these to the system. It's not right. a stream service. Right. I don't think Nintendo could go that route. Like the memory on the Switch is not high. Like people would be buying gigabytes upon gigabytes of (laughs) micro SD cards in order to to do something like that. So they'd almost have to create a stream service if they were going to do something like the Game Pass. That's true. That's true. Um, You know, but then you're, but then you're worried about things because if I take my switch on the go and I don't have an internet connection, how do I play my games? You know, like you still have to be able to download them. And I think, I think you wouldn't be as as concerned if it was the back library, if it was NES, SNES, uh, N64 and let's and GameCube. The entire library is for all those. None, none of those games are actually that big in size. Oh, I mean, game obviously as you keep tiny. going, GameCube you know has some that are okay, but like they're all tiny. So putting a, you know having a 128 gigabyte SD card in your Switch, you could hold hundreds and hundreds of uh, of games. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, I think in that sense. Now, if you were going to do it more traditional game. Game Pass like Xbox is doing, and you're putting your new games on there. Yeah, you'd be in trouble real quick. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's a it's a major move. It's a major move towards that net Netflix style subscription that uh, you know I think we've we've talked about a little bit in the past, but they've all, all the ideas have been kind of janky. They've been kind of like, eh, we'll see how that works. This one just seems like a grand slam. It just seems like, yeah, wow, this is a great move by Xbox and I can totally see everybody else jumping on bo- on board when this takes off and if it takes off then here we are talking about Microsoft making another move first and it being the right move yeah. and they're always thinking about their fans in the fact that if you're going to purchase the game pass you're getting the highest upgraded con- like version of whatever games on game pass for your system so if you only have a 360, you're getting the 360 version. If you're if you have an Xbox One or an Xbox One S, you're getting the version that version of the game. And if you have the X, then you're getting the highest quality game, depending on obviously if the games have up converted and had the capabilities of that console itself. 
Yeah. So, I mean, when you look at it, it's interesting because Phil Spencer, Phil Spencer has uh, taken or had some interviews about this now, and he's basically calling it the, uh, you know, this could be this could be Harold. Uh, this sorry, this could be called the future of gaming. This could be a new business model in video games beyond paying $60 for a new game or microtransactions or free to play game. This could be the way. And when you look at things like Netflix, like this, all Netflix does is this like, yeah, I'm like, I would love to know what the percentage of discs shipped. Like I'm, I don't even know if Netflix ships discs anymore. I know they used to because yeah. I used to get discs. Yep, it but, was like a it was like a Redbox yeah. service. So like I'm, via I'm mail. assuming <laughs> that you can maybe still get discs from them, but like if you could, if you can, the percentage of that versus stream streaming streaming data is got to be like ninety like ninety five to five. Okay, it's got and and so you look at how successful Netflix is, how big they are, and and what they've been able to do and change how we watch content. Could Microsoft be be the first to hit the road where they change the way we consume gaming content, the way we de- uh, obtain our content? Mm-hmm. Could it all could this be the future of how games are distributed, how we pay for things, you know? We used to pay for, you know, World of Warcraft, we used to pay every month to play it. Yeah, and then they got it got to a point where people were like, "I would never pay a monthly fee to play a video game. That's stupid, right?" Because then free everything went free MMO except for World of Warcraft, which has maintained it. But still, like a lot of things went free to play, you know, with microtransactions or or whatever, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can come in here. Here's your character. But, oh, oh, you want a hat on your character? Oh, that's twenty one ninety nine. Okay. Oh. Oh, you want to be able to save your game? Oh, well, that's a five ninety nine bad on. You know, like that was the way it shifted. And I think we might be seeing the next shift here. It's that people don't buy move like again movie sales, Blu-ray sales. People buy Blu-rays, but not like they bought DVDs. Oh, because absolutely not. Yeah, because for me, I'd rather stream a, a movie, watch it, because I don't. After I watch it, I don't know the next time I'm going to watch it. I buy the movies I like. I truly care about. Like I buy Star Wars. I buy Marvel movies. You know, I buy um, you know movies that that mean a lot to me. That even though I may not watch it again for a whole other year or something, I want a hard copy of it so I can watch it whenever, wherever. Um, but yeah, that's that's the interesting concept. Is that a lot of other things? Music, movies, television has all moved to this stream it, watch it as much as you want of it, whenever you want, on whatever device you want. Yeah. Now let's look at Microsoft. They launched Play Anywhere not that long ago, and we all looked at them like, you're crazy. All your exclusives are playable on PC now. You don't have any, you don't have any true exclusives in that, with that you know, concept. Huh. Now you're not even making me buy a game. I just got to pay for your service, and I get your game too. But the difference is that if they can take their... 40 million systems and just just convert 10% of that, they will technically be doing better than what they've done in the first two, three years of their of selling hard copies. Yeah. And I don't think it's that hard to sit there and believe that $10 a month versus a $60 game here, a $60 game there, a $60 game here, right? $10 a month 
to give me that access so I can, anytime I feel like the, maybe I'm not a hardcore gamer. Maybe I like pick up a controller once every three months or whatever, but I always want to see what's going on. Now I could just, I can do that and actually play it. I just go on like, oh, that came out. Cool. Download it. Play it. Oh, this is fun. You know, like that's the advantage of this and why I think it's going to be super successful. And I think it's going to help shape the future of game distribution. Yeah, and they're super smart about the way that they're doing this too because the logistics end of it is all like a one-shot. Like you create it, and then it's very little to maintain. So same with Netflix. Uh, aside from just like having to like you know put mo- new movies on and take some old movies off and stuff like that, it literally is, okay, make sure it's up and running. Make sure the servers are on. Make sure that you know it's still going. So there's a lot of maintenance-free to that type of system. And they could even do something in the future. I don't really see it happening right now, but I'm saying in the future, there could be something where like Netflix has movies that are Netflix exclusive. So a developer might be like, Hey, you want to know what? I want to create a game that only game pass people can get to try to push the game pass for Microsoft. Yeah. Because that's the next, that has been the next evolution of Netflix, right? Is that they've brought a Netflix originals. Stranger Things, Black Mirror, you know, like uh, yeah. uh, uh, Orange is New, Orange is New Black, yep. or whatever. To Daredevil, Punisher, yeah. uh, so Bright, like none of that was Netflix didn't have any of that, you know, a couple of years ago. It was just a place where people, you know, where what you, I guess Netflix felt like this, where older movies went to get a second a second wind, you know, mm-hmm. second second wind, and uh, I just feel like Netflix even found a way where it's like, hey, now. We have Stranger Things, one of the most popular, you know, miniseries TV shows. Like I can't even call it a TV show because it's not a TV show, right? Like, yeah, like, epic series. But like, <laughs> That's I, what I yeah, call it. like I can't wait to watch Stranger Things, and there's not a single thing on cable TV that I care about because a, if it's on cable TV, it's going to be on Hulu, Netflix, or wherever or wherever else service that I have. Yeah, you know, I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. I don't ever watch it on on actual cable or television. I watch it on Hulu. Mm-hmm. because I can watch it at my pace. I can watch how many episodes I want. Like, it's in my control. And when the new one hits the very next day, there it is. I have one one un- unwatched you know, episode. Oh, cool, I'll watch it. Yeah. It's just easy. I don't watch anything on cable anymore at all because of the simple fact of I just can't stand commercials. I can't. Like, I can't. When I sit down to watch my show, I want to be able to sit down and watch my show. I don't like that. Oh, here's a pause. Now you got to watch these seven commercials, which are like three minutes long a piece, and like there goes your whole sh- you know night just watching commercials. I feel like so I either a watch it on Netflix, watch it on demand with from my cable service provider, or I DVR it so that I could zip through all the commercials. Every one of those options of the way I watch my show is is commercial free. Yeah, and then. Um it it goes on to to think about things like we've talked about like why would a third party like could this lead to third party games like doing the same thing being like hey we're going to be on Xbox Game Pass day 1 but why would they do that right why would they cannibalize themselves and uh f- you know Phil Spencer basically came out and said like that uh gamers it's all about gamers side and it's all about choice uh, it just looks at us uh, giving our publishers and our developers choice as well. I'm not here to dictate the terms of how they deliver content and what avenues they choose. 
I think you're right uh, that when you look at a big third party, whether they're going to look at shipping their games day uh, day one and, and date in Game Pass is the option for them will be based on their business, not my business. For gamers themselves, the commitment I can make is to ship our first party games into Game Pass day one. But I will say from a discussion and the third, uh, with third parties, I think everybody's excited about the innovation here. Because everybody has seen how subscriptions like Netflix and Spotify have brought in more listeners or more watchers, or in our case, more players. But how they will evolve their business choices will be up to them over time. Today, a majority of games that are in Game Pass, but as you say, they're not day and date games. They're games that have been out for a longer period of time. So, I think you could find the sweet spot, though, too. Like, I think a third-party <laughs> developer, the best option for them would be to release their game, give it, like, a month, because then that's where you really see the sales of your physical copies and stuff like that kind of drop off a little bit, and then say, hey, now we're going to throw it on Game Pass so that everybody has the ability to play this to potentially buy it off of Game Pass. Yeah, but at the same time, I guess, if Game Pass grow, like grows enough, like, let's just say something crazy. Let's just say Xbox launches this, well, sorry, launch, but they, they update this with the whole day one idea, and 50% of Xbox owners jump on board. Now, I don't have, I'm not talking to Phil, so I don't know the deals here, but if, if I'm EA and I bring my game to you on Game Pass the same day that I launch it as a physical, because I'll launch it as a physical, of course, because it's a third-party game, it's going to PlayStation and everywhere else too, but I'm going to get it on Game Pass as well. Because what what percentage do I pull from that as EA? Because if I put it if I put my game out there, you know I'm getting something for it. Third parties aren't putting their games on Game Pass for free. Right. There, there's some they're sort getting, of deal there. They're getting a sort of some sort so of So you know Microsoft. that if I give you Anthem day one on Xbox Game Pass, whatever they're giving the guy that's four year old video games sitting on Game Pass, I'm getting a better deal. Because right. I'm giving you Anthem on your Game Pass. Your Game Pass just became, you know, right now, the hottest thing because your Xbox because it's in between your Xbox exclusives. So what am I getting to make your Game Pass better? And that way, if 50% of Xbox users are using Game Pass, there would be people that wouldn't buy Anthem because they're like, well, it's not coming to Game Pass, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy it. Like there's there are those people that are going to, you know. Live and die. Like, I don't have cable. I live and die by Netflix and Hulu. If it's, on, if it's not on Netflix and Hulu, guess I'm not watching it. Right. Or basic basic air t- over-the-air TV. Yeah. Like, I don't care, you know? Um, or I'll go to someone else's house to, to watch it, I guess. But I'm not I'm not that person that gets pulled in and is like, well, I need cable because I got to watch. No, screw it. So for me, like you're like me, I'll yeah, Anthem, I'd buy a hard copy if it wasn't gonna hit Game Pass because I wanna play Anthem. But some people won't. So if I'm that sense of like I wanna blanket the market and give it on Game Pass, give it on a physical copy, put it over here on PlayStation, put it over here everywhere I could possibly put it, because that's the con that's the goal. You know, then all of a sudden maybe day one third party does make sense. Yeah. It all depends on what the the deals are behind the scenes and yeah. like what the potential. I guess it would be their selling point. Like what what can they bring to Microsoft and say, "Hey, I'm going to put my game on your Game Pass day one. This is what my cut is that we want. Otherwise, we're not." Yeah. And then it you know, 
at the end of the day, I guess Microsoft says, no, we can't do that, or, you know, we, we can do that, or they try to bargain, and then it either does or doesn't go on. Yep. It's not like Microsoft's going to be like, oh, no, since you don't want to be part of our Game Pass, we don't want to actually put your game on our system at all. They need everything they can get right now, especially third party, because that's where their players are. Well, that's what their players are playing, because they don't have as many exclusive titles as Nintendo and, and <coughs> Sony. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, um, it was interesting to, to also hear that the instant library of games people love, but the demand from fans for newer games is exactly what drove Microsoft to initiate this new policy. So this is, again, Microsoft listening to the feedback coming from the Xbox owners, which is something they've been doing for the last couple of years. And let's be honest, every move that Xbox has been making has been real solid. You know? Yeah. So... Um, yeah, I'm definitely hopping on board with this. It's super awesome for me because the Xbox One X is, well, I had that small stint of the Xbox One, and then the Xbox One X is the first Xbox that I've owned and played um, a lot of. And the backlog for this <laughs> Game Pass is going to allow me to take series that were Xbox exclusives and play through all of them with this $10 a month. So I can go on and I could play through the whole Gears of War series, which I've never played with a $10 a month charge. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and uh, we're still within the first year of Game Pass. So Game Pass isn't like, it's not brand new, but it's also not been around for a while. So, um, you know, within the first year, They've seen great growth, but they've also taken in a ton of response, a ton of people talking, saying, hey, this is what we'd like to see. Hey, we like this, but we want to see this improvement. And they're getting that now. It's happening. So um, it's just another sign that I feel Phil Spencer has this ship pointed in a better direction, moving, uh, progressing towards you know a better system for gamers. Yeah. I'm super excited for the future of Microsoft. This is just uh, another, I guess, <laughs> you know, dot in the map of where they're taking Microsoft in the future. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're not going to have a super long episode on this, but we thought it was a really cool change. Uh, it's a really cool update and potentially um, something that could shift the fabric of gaming distribution as we know it. Uh, we want to hear what you think about it. What do you think of uh, Xbox Game Pass? Like, I've gotten messages in our Discord already of people saying, this actually makes me gives me a reason to go out and buy an Xbox. So I want to know, know what everybody thinks. And you can do that by simply going to GameZillaMedia.com and clicking right on the homepage, hit that Discord button, join our Discord where we talk about video games every day with gamers from around the world and it's free. So come hang out in a super healthy community where a bunch of nerds like to talk about all things video game related. Yeah. Plus there's this great channel in that Discord called Xbox. Grim and I are on board with this. So we're going to be picking up this $10 a month pass and playing video games with everybody. So hop into that Discord, go into the Xbox chat and be like, hey, I picked up the uh, you know game pass as well. You guys want to play... <laughs> Deadlight directors or <laughs> Deadlight directors cut with me? Yeah. Sure, okay. I'm uh, I'm playing through uh, Gears of War three right now with uh, a couple fan or let's see here BMC the glitch and Ecto. 
Yeah, there you go. So there you go. We got a couple Michigan people, someone from out of state, and we're all teaming up, and we're only playing through co-op together. So we figure out what day we all go on the Discord, figure out what days work best, and that's the and we we plan it and then uh, meet up and and game it. So that's been a lot of fun. I haven't played Gears of War three in a long time. So. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's it. You can find everything else that we're doing at GameZillaMedia.com. So all the other podcasts, all the blogs, all the live streams, if you want to watch some gameplay of Sea of Thieves coming up, you know, things like that, you're going to be able to find everything right from our website um, or follow us on social media, GameZilla Media, um, across every form every of... Every platform. <laughs> every platform yep. there is. Yep. Once again, we want to thank the supporters of this show, which is our patrons, Without you, this show doesn't exist. So a special shout out to you, and thanks for all of your support. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we just want to remind everybody that the our, our Mothership uh, GameZilla podcast is on live, twitch.tv slash GameZilla Media, every Monday night at 6.30 p.m. We start the pre-show, 7 p.m. The, the show actually starts. And uh, feel free to come hang out, hit that follow button, and, and have fun talking with people in the chat all show long. Uh, and then, you know, Legend Retro every Thursday. Noobs and Dragons every Wednesday, and of course, Gamesla Alpha, show you're listening to right now, every Sunday. So, Man. thanks for tuning in to episode 41, the future of game distribution. I believe Xbox Game Pass is something that we are going to see make a huge impact, and uh, only time will tell. But I will uh, hopefully see you all on the seas. Army tea in March when we talk like pirates and we drink the rum. Is that good, Jazzy? Like, I know you want me to talk like a pirate the entire stream. So. Yeah, we're going to do it. Yeah, let's just shout that out right Yo, now. Ho, On Patreon ho, already, ho. J- Jazzy Fiddle has started a vote where when we stream the closed beta here in a couple days, um, we have to talk the entire stream as a pirate or not. Um, we got one vote for a mix, which I'm okay with a mix. But talking uh, as a pirate the entire stream, I don't. Uh, a, I don't think we can do it. And B, I won't have a voice when we're done. But we're gonna put it in the hands of our patrons because that's what we do. Hop on over there if you're a patron and cast your vote today. Yep. And if you get this show publicly on Sunday, that live beta will be coming to a wraps. So still, put your vote in the Discord. Put it in social media. Put for it when it somewhere. comes out. Yeah. So when, when it comes, comes out, out in March, March, then I can force Grim to do it then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's why I call the patrons because hopefully they all listen to this show early <laughs> since that's one of their <laughs> perks. But we'll see. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. We will see you next week. And until then, game, game on. on. Hey, Graham. Hey. Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful. Or face. I'll cut your head off and barbecue your brains and eat them. <laughs> <laughs>